It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball conversation on the new flagship home of the Sox, 720 WGN. Well, well, well. Harry, Carm, this is a White Sox Weekly. It's the beat. It's a Northwestern Wildcat celebration. How about them cats? The Wildcats of Northwestern, Harry. I don't know if you're aware of this. Yes. Uh, but they have never played in the Big Ten title game since the Big Ten title game was invented. That is true. And they have never had lunch at the Kardashian house. But I have sources telling me that when they go to the Rose Bowl, Dave Ennett has arranged for the Wildcats to have lunch at the Kardashian abode. I mean, I like that you already have them in the Rose Bowl. That's uh, It seems a little aggressive. You know, it's the granddaddy of them all. Do you remember when the Wildcats actually played in the Rose Bowl, Harry? I do. It was one of my, uh, it was the first time that I ever said, wow, I have to be on the radio today. On January the 1st of 1996? Yes. Now, I'll ask you. Who I don't did... know. What, I, don't, I'm, I don't get that reference. Because I, 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 all I ever wanted to do was get on radio, and we got to be on the radio. And then they said, hey, great news. We want you to do the show on New Year's Day uh, opposite the Rose Bowl. <laughs> so. Well, that works. Well, you I, say yes to that all day. You know, fa- family is first, and uh, with family comes uh, radio. So I, I did the radio show, and our topic was... Why aren't you watching the Rose Bowl? It's a very strong topic. I'm sure yeah. you've thought long and hard about that one. It's one of my favorites, actually. Yes, and let's give away a WGN prize pack to the first person who can tell me which um, Northwestern alum we interviewed at halftime. You want someone to call in right now who remembers who you interviewed. Not, not remembers, just guess. Guess. What year was it? 96? 96. So who would have been? What alum? Pin, who would have been the the biggest Northwestern guest to talk to on that day? January the 1st, 1996. Yes. Do you have a guest? I'm, I'm, Dan I'm, Long, executive I'm, producer, do you have a guest? I, I am. A guest on the guest. I'm thinking about it. Yes. And uh, by the way, White Sox are going after Bryce Harper. Dennis Green? Did you talk to Dennis him? Green? No. That would have been a great one. Well, we could have crowned his ass. Uh, I mean, yeah. Denny, I think, was still alive at that point, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He was alive for a while after that. Yeah. I mean, not a... da- Dan Long, Tom Hush, any uh, guesses? This, this, I think that's over the uh, the skis of both Tom and uh, and Dan Long, perhaps. But maybe not. I, I maybe think, think prolific Northwestern graduates. Prolific you had Mike Adamley on the air. No. You had... Think big, Carm. Really big. This is Harry and Spike. Harry and Spike on yes. New Year's Day, the biggest Northwestern graduate at the, of all. At halftime, and 10 minutes. Position, please. What makes you think he was a football player? Ooh, interesting. That was a major, major clue right there. I don't I don't want to jump any further. All right, let's see. Let's see what people got. Hey, Mark, you're on Harry uh, Trivia on White Sox Weekly slash Northwestern's going to the Big Ten title game. Welcome to 720 WGN. What do you, who's your guess? I'm going to say it was Pat Fitzgerald. It was definitely not Pat Fitzgerald. Pat was a little busy at the time. Pat was playing for that team, although he had broken his leg. But a good guess. Thank you, Mark. But Appreciate a good guess. Thanks, thanks for playing. Appreciate you. Good effort. Good effort. Uh, Nothing, Carm? Because you know a ton about Charlton Heston, maybe? Charlton Heston is correct. Is that correct? We talked to Moses at halftime for 10 minutes. Ah, uh, well, okay. I didn't mean to give away the answer. Well, look, look, look. Somebody had Julie Louis Dreyfus. Somebody had Moses. <laughs> 
How'd you get that done, Harry? How'd you have that connection? Well, we had a friend who was out there who helped us get Chuck Heston on the air that day. It was great. It was awesome. Not my favorite person. Good old Chuck. Because of the NRA? That would be one reason, yes. That would be the reason, actually. Okay. We don't well, need to get all political here, Harry. No, we can't. Want to talk about want to talk about someone who's got you know um, uh, a, a big arm? We could talk about Patrick Corbin, who might be coming to the White Sox. Yes. Well, we're gonna. We'll or get... or let's tie in Northwestern with the White Sox. J.A. Happ. What do you give the veteran lefty to come and uh, anchor your staff and be like a mentor to Rodon, Giolito, Lopez? Well, we're going to have, coming up at the top of the hour at 7 o'clock, we will be dialing up some White Sox weekly with Matt Davidson will be joining us. Oh, boy. So uh, Matt's doing some cool stuff off the field. And also, that whole pitching and hitting thing is uh, in vogue. Yes. But before we move too far away from the Cats, and maybe we'll reconvene, we're here with you until 9 o'clock tonight, you should know. Skoranek made the catch of the year. Bennett Skoranek made the catch of the year. Let me just give a couple things here. Yes. First of all, no one gave Northwestern even a chance to win today. They were a ten and a half point underdog to an Iowa team that wasn't very good. You know, Teddy Greenstein, uh, who picks the games, uh, Teddy Greenstein, fine writer uh, for uh, the Chicago Tribune, excellent tennis player. Is he? Could, can you beat him? Can he beat you? Uh, last time we play, we play doubles. Uh huh. I, I give the I give myself the edge on Teddy when he's right there. Teddy's a good player. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Uh, Teddy picks the games every week with the point spread. Yeah. And he goes, okay, um, uh, Iowa doesn't beat Northwestern. Northwestern needs the game to, uh, you know, get get closer to the championship. Getting ten and a half. What am I missing? Well, that's the same question I have. What am I missing? How is Northwestern a ten and a half point dog today? Yeah, and when I look at that, I think, well, Vegas always knows Iowa's going to kill Northwestern. The money's got to go on the Cats, but it just shows. Really, I think more than anything else, no one. In the betting world, believes in Northwestern. No one thinks they're any good. Ten- How many Big Ten games have they lost? One in the last two years. Yeah, they're, they've. It's uh, Dave Bennett was reading off the stats in uh-huh. the post game. It's ridiculous. The Cats have won 14 in the last 15 Big Ten games. The Cats have won seven or on. I mean, just, just just rolling. They haven't lost to the Big Ten West in forever. Uh, it's. I mean, Northwestern's been now. The Big Ten West is not doesn't have Michigan, doesn't have Ohio State. We all know this, or we maybe most of us know this. So the East is better right now, but it's still very impressive. Also, look, the, they went. Do you recall the Wildcats? They do this every year, but I just think it's worth mentioning. Yeah, they lost. To, they lost to Akron. They go up 36 points in the second half yeah. of the Akron Zips. For the first time since, like, 1894. Yeah. And Akron, we, we actually had a Terry Bowden sighting. A Terry Bowden sighting. I mean, hold on a second. I, I got to look up Akron's record right now. What are, what are the Zips? Anybody? Can I get an Akron Zip? They just, they, Carm, they're 4-5. Carm, just curious. Any... They lost today to Eastern Michigan, 27-7. to Oh, that's a tough squad, yeah, Eastern the, Michigan. The, the, the Eagles. You love the Eagles. Yeah, uh, Charlie Batch. Yeah, so they, they they went 0-3 in the non-con Northwestern. Remember, they beat Purdue to start the season. Yeah. And then they, they got smoked. They, they, they were never in the Duke game. They got smoked by Duke. Right, never in that game. Right. They, it, but the, but their third loss was Michigan. I don't believe it was non-con. No, no, no. They're 0-3. They lost to they lost to Notre Dame. Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. So, I mean, that's a legit non-con loss. Right. But they're right. 0-3 in the non-con. Right. They they lost three early, um, and Michigan was one of those. Every yes, and that in the Michigan game, they should have won. 17 nothing. 17. They were. Uh, they absolutely should have won that game. But so, they also just for the record. Uh huh. Were playing against a winless Nebraska team at home, and needed a 99-yard drive. To pull out that victory, they got it done. There, there, there's just there's some. I don't know if you want to call it magic or whatever you want to call it, but the Wildcats deserve a ton of credit. Is my overall point. And even though they might not be the most dominant team to ever play in a Big Ten title game, they're going to the Big Ten title game, and they get to rest up their guys, get healthy for the next two weeks if they want to. Mm-hmm. And they also, I don't know, you can you can experiment with your offense a little bit more than you perhaps would. Perhaps you can get Clayton Thorson cooking a little bit more. They nearly beat Michigan, as we just said. Why can't they win the Big Ten title game? I think you want to play Michigan. You, I was going to say, do you want to play Michigan, not play Ohio State? I would rather play Michigan. I don't think Michigan's very good. I don't. I mean, the Wildcats are going to be a... Don't ask Penn State that question. Wildcats are going to be a significant... Sure. 
the Wildcats are going to be a significant underdog in the game, but again, but we saw what that matters. Yeah, I, I just. Uh... So, what was your favorite moment from the game today? Was it when Skoranek made the great catch? Was it when the defense caused back-to-back fumble recoveries in the fourth quarter? Or was it when Fitz was trying to gather the team after the game to tell them that Purdue lost and that they were going to the title game, and a cameraman? Got right right up to Fitzgerald, and Fitz just swatted him away. Get out the, of my face. The way that Matumbo would. It was strong. Uh, and and just said, get that out of my face. Well, there you, was no cussing, but it was a defiant Fitz. Well, he wanted to have his moment with his team. God bless him. He I, deserved it. He did. They all deserved it. My But my favorite moment... Mm-hmm. You did not mention it, or at least I'll pick a different one. Please, please, you're gonna go. You're gonna go off the board. This so, is why. I, this is why people love you, Carm. I, I think you was, think out of the box. It was third and nine, third and ten, whatever it was, and they handed it off to Chad Hanaoka, five foot six, mm-hmm. 180 pounds. Mark Carmen fan sided video coming out this week on Chad Hanaoka. Mm-hmm. Five foot six, 100 and nothing. 100 and nothing. Came to Northwestern. Uh, he was he wanted to play football at Northwestern, right? How cool, how cool is that? Okay, well he got waitlisted, so he had to so uh-huh. he, so he didn't think he was going to get in. He had, he had a scholarship or he had money to go to Wash U in St. Louis. Late in the in the process, they call him up. They say, "Hey, you're in. You're a Wildcat. You can come to school." But uh, yeah, the football team mm-hmm. they've already filled up the roster. With those, so there's not even a walk-on spot for you. Nothing. But if you want to come here. And hang out and chill in the football office. We'll find something for you to do. So he's like, well, I want to be a wildcat. It'll pay for his education. No, no, no. He's a walk-on. He's a walk-on. He's a walk-on. So he comes. Mm-hmm. His parents can afford it. Kids from Hawaii, all right, mm-hmm. from the island, coming over from Hawaii, coming to the, you know, coming to Northwestern, to pay, the mainland, to the mainland, as they say, Harry. Mm-hmm. So he gets there. They're like, yeah, uh, you are going to be in the video department. You'll be the video intern for. The Wildcats in your first year. So he goes video intern, does that first season, learns the guys, and then he's telling them, hey, guys, I'm going to be right. on the team next year. They're like, okay, dude, five, six, hundred and whatever. But then season comes back around. It's January. They start a practice. So he says to one of the coaches, like, so uh, am I down there? And then they're like, okay, go to practice. Fitz didn't even know he was on the team. Why is the video guy running around doing plays? He's on the team, Fitz. Oh, didn't know that. And now Chad Hanaoka is a senior, and now he's getting his uh, room and board. Yeah, and you had now he, now he's getting his room and board. Yes, and he's getting playing time because they've had so many injuries at running back, and he had a huge third down pickup today. That was super cool to see. And waitlisted. Waitlisted. Well, what's the last thing you were waitlisted for? I, I tried very hard to get into a community college, and they waitlisted. Oh, I was waitlisted. My prom date waitlisted me. So uh, White Sox Weekly, we'll, uh, we'll roll it after the uh, 7 o'clock news on 720 WGN. Here's the 0-1 on Matthew. Swing and a line drive to right. That's a base hit. Sox lead as scoring from third base with no prop with the go-ahead run. And I mean, that was a rocket to right. Home is Yomer Sanchez, and the White Sox lead 5-4 here in the 11th. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. Hope you're having a great Saturday. Bring in our guys waiting patiently. He's mm-hmm. doing a really cool thing this week. Coming on to Imagine Dragons. He's a borderline regular on White Sox Weekly. Matt Davidson, who's going to be the uh, opening day starter this year. Is that in the cards here, Matt? I was I, uh, I was talking to Ricky, who apparently got a contract extension, and I was mentioning why not Davidson for opening day. What do you think? Hey, I like it, man. I mean, uh, you know, might as well uh, do the little opener thing. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to try to do a little – long toss program so maybe i could go more than one inning well matt there's a lot of Sox fans at the beginning thought well, well you know that was fun that was cool nobody got you know nobody scored but now there's a lot of Sox fans going how cool is this you know one of our best sluggers can also pitch what is the likelihood that you will get an opportunity to be you know a regular uh, you know coming out of the bullpen or something like that and still play in the games on the other days uh, you know, right now it's completely up in the air right now. So, uh, you know, hopefully um, I think a good sign would be able to probably just get some innings in spring training, you know. Um, I think if that doesn't happen, I don't, you know, I think that uh, uh, that's probably a sign. Uh, but, 
you know, I'm like I said, I'm getting myself ready, uh, like I usually do every year with hitting and and you know working out and getting ready to play defense and all that stuff. And then you know I'm just adding that uh, the pitching side on to it as well. So that that is real. You actually are adding in a long toss program for yourself to have a little bit more arm strength coming into spring training. Yeah, you know, and I think before I die, I want to throw 95, you know. So <laughs> regardless, I want to be able to see if I can hit that. So, uh, you know, I think that would be a fun thing to do. And and, and that's just only going to help my arm defensively as well, you know. So uh, there's really no negative thing that could come out of it. Um, you know, it's going to get me in shape. It's going to make me run a little bit more, get my cardio up. And uh, I really see no negative thing in, in doing any of that. So hold on a second here. You said 95. Last year, weren't you hitting 90, 91? I mean, it's not that big of a jump. I feel like that's almost within reach. Hey, give me a break. I got 92. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, three miles an hour for a guy, you know, you're a professional athlete, major talent. You haven't been focusing on pitching. Now you're going to start doing long toss. I don't know, 93, 94, 95. I feel like that's possible. Yeah, uh, you know, I hope so. Uh, do you have any tips for me? Uh, well, now we're in <laughs> uncharted water here. I, I, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, my, I, I, I would just, you know, it's just all about being loose, Matt. Just be loose. Just, just, just feel the flow. What do you think of that? I like it. I like it. Um, I like that a lot. Uh, forgive me if you hear a little chime. I'm uh, listening to my corrections. I'm on the road right now. Uh, I just got done getting some hitting done, so. Um, forgive that noise. It's okay. That, that's okay. You know, the rest of us have like GPSs. I actually believe that you have a guy in your car telling you when to turn. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I got a, uh, I got an old school map. Oh. I'm, uh, remember those? I remember, or I remember when uh, going to tournaments when we were younger, when we have to print out like MapQuest. Yeah. Oh, was the deal. I remember my, my my wife is a big map person. I think that she uh, used to date Rand McNally. Um, what what have your teammates that are pitchers told you? Are they like pro the Davidson, you know, hitter pitcher thing? Or are they telling you, dude, you're never gonna do it? What do you what do you get from your mates? I, I think everybody gets a kick out of it. You know, I think uh, I think they I think they enjoyed it. Uh, you know, like I've said before and some other stuff. You know, I'm not trying to take anybody's job or impede on that or make make pitching seem like. Uh, an easy thing to do whatsoever, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I think, I think they wouldn't mind not having to warm up or go into a game, uh, you know, up five or six runs or whatever like that. You know, I mean, sometimes, sometimes guys maybe aren't as sharp coming in later in games like the blowout games like that. You know, and you know, because they're not expecting a pitch, and why not throw me in there and save me, save those chances for them? So, uh, you know, I think strategically it can be. Uh, it could work really well, and I think the guys would enjoy it and uh, save their arms a little bit. Uh, White Sox slugger and pitcher Matt Davidson on White Sox Weekly with uh, at the Carm, and he tweet Harry. Here's what we need to do, Matt Carm. We need to get Rob Manfred and explain to him that at the All Star Weekend they have to add an event, combo home run derby and pitching, and Matt Davidson <laughs> will win. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh... You know, hey, who knows? It might end up, you know, it might end up doing stuff like that. Like, I think, I seriously think in the next five years, I think there's going to be a lot more two-way guys. So do I. Think I. Otani just, I think Otani busted the door open, and he proved that he could do it. And I think there's a lot of other guys, um, you know, other than me that can do it, you know. And I'm sure, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of guys that are even being drafted right now that are kind of college or, you know, that are really good doing both, both big things. And, some clubs are kind of letting them do a little bit of both, you know. Uh, I even know, you know, a guy, um, you know, I played with in high school, Aaron Hicks, the center fielder for the Yankees. I mean, that guy could throw like a 98 off the mound. Uh, you know, he was doing that in high school. So, uh, you know, I think it, I think a lot of guys can do it both ways, and, uh, you know, we'll see. It would be really cool. I think the fans will really enjoy it, too. You know, I know the Sox fans – you know, I think they were also laughing, too, and enjoying it um, after a rough game. But I think they really enjoyed me coming in and and uh, kind of seeing that. You know, I think I think fans are coming for a show, and, uh, you know, we want to give that to them. Well, let me get this straight. Aaron Hicks, switch hitter, could throw 95 off, off the mound. 
That's uh, that's a pretty good athlete right there. But to your point, and I've, I've said this a ton, Matt, and I could never get any buy-in on it, but the, the best players in high school, they were the pitchers, and they hit 500. Yeah. And and I know that it's it, it's different, and it's all you. The higher up you go, it's harder and harder to do. But it, but like most times, these you guys they did everything. You guys were the best players. You threw the hardest. You hit it the farthest. And so I mean, I I just think and and if you could throw in and, and they dated the hardest girls. That throw that in there too, sure fine. But <laughs> but you you also throw in the way baseball is going with less innings from starters, more in the bullpen, guys are getting taxed. It makes sense that you would want guys like perhaps a Matt Davidson right. on your roster. Right. Yeah, no doubt. You know, uh, it's uh, something, you know, that is really exciting me and, and, you know, given the opportunity kind of just out of the fluke thing, just coming in, you know, when we're losing 10-0 or whatever, uh, pretty cool. I really never thought it would happen. And uh, But, you know, like you said, I mean, I mean, growing up, I was a pitcher in general, so, like, I never played shortstop. I've actually never played shortstop, other than the first time I played shortstop was in AAA when, like, three guys got hurt and we were moving all over the place and stuff like that. So I was a pitcher growing up and then kind of went the other way, you know, where I uh, transitioned into hitting and uh, did that. So, you know, I think everybody has those things. And just like you said, I mean, guys will, you know, you look go to a, a local game or high school game, guys are, you know, they're hitting three for four and then coming in and closing the game, some stuff like that. So, you know, Mike Lorenzen, I, I guarantee you, that guy, he had a couple homers this year, pinch hitting and stuff. Uh, I mean, he could he could play both ways, too. He was a center fielder at Cal State Fullerton, and, uh, you know, now he's pitching in the big league. So, uh and, and sometimes pitchers are sometimes pitchers are really good hitters. But by, by the way, uh, you're you're driving right now in California. Can you can you uh, can you see the wildfires from where you're at, Matt? Uh, you know, not actually. Where I went to hit today it was in Santa Clarita, which is really close to where all those fires are. I saw a fire on the side of the freeway driving here. Uh, it was burning the whole side of the, the uh. mountain, and they, they almost had it out though. So, you know, it's something. Uh, you hate to see, and, you know, hopefully everybody's staying safe and, you know, they're getting under control. But uh, it's something really weird, you know, being from Southern California, I mean, coming up through here, there's been some really bad fires. I remember playing some tournaments and stuff when the skies were just black. You know, it's just a really weird feeling, and, uh, uh, you know, hopefully they get those out here soon. Yeah, no doubt. No Matt, doubt. Matt, just the other day, Rick Hahn uh, said that he had long ago – signed Ricky Renteria, your manager, to an extension, and he didn't feel the need to mention it to anybody because no one ever asked him about it. Did you and the other guys in the clubhouse know that Ricky had been extended? Uh, no, we didn't, you know. Um, you know, but just kind of how he was talking, you know, into the future and obviously and all his plans and stuff, you know, we just kind of obviously uh, – kind of thought it was going to happen anyways, um, you know, regardless. But uh, I think that, um, you know, it's a great move for the White Sox. And, and uh, you know, Ricky's a great manager. We all love him. And, and so does the uh, front office and everything like that. And, you know, this year was a really tough year. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that they're uh, giving him an opportunity, you know, to just build, you know, build and get better than that, you know. Because obviously, you know, from Ricky's standpoint, you know, I mean, you never want to be a manager to do that, you know. So, uh, you know, us as players, we really want to, uh, you know, not put, you know, put a lot better season on his record. So okay. we're glad to be able to have him back. You, you've got an event that you're going to be a part of on Tuesday, but, but before we get to that, uh, have you seen these rumors that the White Sox perhaps are kicking the tires on Bryce Harper? Yeah, I have, you know. Um you know, I've been kind of paying attention to that. So I think this free agent uh, winner is going to be a pretty crazy one. What do you guys got on it? Well, I got that you guys have a lot of money available. And you're trying to win a World Series, and guys like Bryce Harper and Manny Machado don't become available all the time. And, uh, I mean, I'm, my personal take, knowing absolutely nothing, is that I, I – it doesn't surprise me that the White Sox are in there. I don't know. If, obviously, I have, it, no, I have no idea if you get it. But to me, it makes sense. So, Matt, as a as a major league ball player, 
the Phillies are said to be offering him, you know, the entire state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, it's it's cool for you guys that are all, like, coming up together that you see what's ahead in the future. But if you're a guy like Bryce Harper who's tasted the playoffs and hasn't won, are you more likely to go to the Phillies who seem ready to compete this year for the World Series? Or will he say, hey, I want to be with the White Sox because I like the way they're doing it, and eventually they're the team? Yeah, you know, I think that's kind of the question that, you know, I think he's trying to figure out, you know. Um, you know, I think he has he's, – he's had so many accolades. He's made all-star games. He's done all this stuff. Uh, you know, you think the, the winning part is what he wants now, you know. So I think that the White Sox will do a great job of uh, – um, you know, putting that out there and showing him that it is not too far away. And, uh, you know, all those pictures on Instagram I've been seeing, you know, him in White Sox uniforms, they, he looks pretty good in it. So we'll see what happens. They supposedly put his jersey on top of the Jordan statue. I mean, if I'm a player, I, <laughs> that is that's a, that's a that is creative marketing right there. I don't know if Brooks Boyer or whoever gets the credit for that, but that's that's a thumbs up. Yeah, I bet they're working on it as much as they can, you know. I mean, but... But who doesn't look good in a White Sox uniform, right? There you go. There, there you go. go. Hey, did you, if he comes here, by the way, yeah, you got challenged then, Matt, for best hair on the team. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he probably has me beat. But uh, you know, I'm trying to step up my game a little bit. I'm going to a barber like now. I'm not just going to like a to a Great Clips or something like that. You know, I'm going to a actual uh, barber that does it all up, straight razor and all that crazy stuff. So. I'm enjoying it, so I might have a. I'm gonna try to get a really good picture this year. Um, a guy who I believe you were with in Arizona is also rumored to be on the Sox radar. Patrick Corbin. Would you welcome Patrick Corbin on your starting staff? Oh yeah, that guy's a great pitcher. You know, uh, I would. I'm glad I wouldn't have to face a slider. Great slider, and uh, I think he could like 360 dunk a basketball too. So Whoa, talk- I think he would. I think he wouldn't mind being, you know, in the in the aura of the Chicago Bulls either, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, we would love to have him on the staff, no doubt. Hey, uh, what are you paying for that new cut? I, I, I'm trying to get a feel for, like, guys. I got, well, you see, when, you, when, you, when you leave the, the the great clip super cut world, then yeah, you, all yeah. of a sudden now you're getting a big-time cut. It's, it's painful to the wallet, right, Matt? Yeah, a little bit more, you know. I think I'm around $40. Okay. Um, so it's not. It's not too bad, you know. I don't do anything crazy, um, but uh, I don't know. I'm thinking about bleaching my hair blonde. What do you like? Really bleach? Everybody thinks I bleach it already, which is not the truth. I, I, uh, you know, it's all natural. My blonde hair, my beard is just really dark. Really? But I'm thinking about going full bleach blonde. What do you think? I mean, I thought you were already doing no. it. I'd like to see it. Oh my god, dude, 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 purple. No, 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 no. Purple, purple. No, no, no. Go or, or go combo. But I, I like. I, I think you would look natural and sweet all at the same time. All right. Well, maybe we should do like a little Twitter poll and see whatever which one, and I'll do it. I'm doing it right now. Hey, tweet Harry. Twenty four hours. <laughs> all right. We, we need Perfect. two two choices. What do you what do you what are our two choices? Do it or don't do it, or do you want to throw another color in? <laughs> No, let's do – it has to be ble- – like, I'm going to bleach it like like straight blonde bleach, like white. Like, yeah, my hair now is natural. My hair now is not bleached whatsoever. So, but every time I go to a stadium, including ours, if somebody yells at me, nice blonde tips or nice bleached tips. <laughs> you, Harry's got this under control. Hey. And, and, you are prob- and you are probably one of them. Yeah, no, I, I was, I mean, I always thought you were just to put a little flair in there, I, and I appreciated it. Like, it's that that's the look. Let's go. Hey, uh, what's going on on Tuesday at your old, at uh, your your alma mater for high school, Ukaipa High School, am I saying that correctly? You and uh, Dylan Covey, Tyler Saladino, Danny Farquhar is going to be there, Michael Kopech's coming, uh, and, and some others as well. What, what do you got going on out in Cali? Yeah, so it's our third annual game. Uh, we go back. When I was in high school, I was a part of the Best Buddies program there, um, you know, for as much as I could be with baseball and stuff going on. So, uh, you know, I, me and my wife like to go back and uh, put on a little game for um, all the Best Buddy kids there. There's about 65 of them. And 
we go and play like a wolf ball baseball game with them and then uh, feed them afterwards. So uh, really enjoy it. I had a great time last year. All the guys that came last year pretty much are coming back. They enjoyed it as well and, and made some great connections with the kids. And, you know, we go, we give them a T-shirt, go hang out, uh, you know, give them some nice food. That's all donated from the city of Ukaipa. So uh, really enjoy going back to Ukaipa where I'm from. And it's a really small town, great baseball community, and uh, they love giving back to, you know, community people and all that kind of stuff. So really excited for that uh, on Tuesday, like you said. And, uh, you know, just, just trying to give back and, you know, just trying to pay it forward. You know, I think uh, – through my career and, and through the city of Ukaipa has really supported me um, and always supported me through my ups and downs and everything like that. So uh, just trying to support them back and, uh, you know, teach the, the youth kids that it's always good to come back home. So I'm um, really excited about that. It says here that you're going to help kids do their homework. Were you a good student? I was. I was. But I was only a good student because I wanted a, you know, first, I wanted a baseball scholarship and everybody tells you that you need to have a good GPA. So that's really why I did it. I didn't totally enjoy it, but you know, sometimes you have to make some sacrifices for things you want, you know? So, uh, um, I think I had like a three, six a three, eight GPA. So it was pretty good. And, um, got me, uh, accepted into USC. So that was good enough. And then I ended up signing. So, uh, you know, maybe that's something we could throw in next year as we, here, I'll do your homework for you. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Matt, great to yeah. talk to you, my brother. Appreciate you. And uh, good, good luck with the event on Tuesday and, and the off-season programs. We, we look forward to, if we don't talk to you, we'll see you at spring training. And, and we're putting this out on Hey Tweet Harry. Uh, should Matt underscore Davidson 24 uh, bleach his hair white, right, or uh, keep it uh, the uh, beautiful blonde that it is? Yes. I love it. Yeah, and we'll do it, and then I'll send a picture out, depending awesome. on what happens. Awesome. All right, Matt. Good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Well, go, work on that. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Sure. Work on that Our knuckle pleasure. curve. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start throwing you in about a week and a half, too. Awesome. See you, Matt. We're, we're, See you, guys. All right, Matt Davidson with us. Uh, I know. We're up my, against the clock. One of my favorites. we got to go. Yep. Quick timeout, 720 WGN. About to talk to James Fegan from The Athletic, but first, White Sox fans, Sox Fest 2019 hotel packages, they are now available. It's the only way to receive passes for a weekend of White Sox baseball that you won't want to miss. We do hope to see you at the Hilton Chicago on January the 25th through the 27th. Hotel packages available now, whitesox.com slash SoxFest. All right, let us bring in James Fegan, who was with the... Well, he was with uh, Rick Hahn this week when uh, he talked about Ricky Renteria getting a contract extension, the general manager meetings out in California. Uh, were you surprised by that, James? First of all, welcome to White Sox Wiki. Thanks for joining us. But did that surprise you? I, I think we all were. Um, he didn't, like, come out and announce it with any kind of purpose of telling us about it. Uh, the White Sox do not really discuss the terms of my manager's contract. It was in response to a question that operated out the presumption that all their managers have gotten introductory three-year deals. So it was more of Han shooting down the premise of the question, and that's how the the fact that actually he has gotten an extension some time ago, uh, maybe as much as a year ago or more, uh, was kind of revealed. Um, so, yeah, it was surprising because I, I think the – well, I didn't ask the question. I think we were all operating under that basic assumption that they have given three-year deals to their coaches, so the fact that that was kind of brushed aside. Um at the same time, you know, they made it very clear at the end of the season that they, and throughout the season and before this season, that they are in love with Rick Renneria as their manager, and they think he's not just a rebuilding manager who, uh, you know, hands the baton off to some, you know, grizzled playoff vet, but somebody they're going to keep for the entire run. So it wasn't necessarily surprising the fact that they had, had put that in writing, their commitment to him, because they'd already restated it time and upon time again. Right, and... Look, Ricky's done a great job, and Ricky's had their support the whole way, and we just had Matt Davidson on, not that a player would ever say anything bad about a manager. Uh, why, you know, that wouldn't be a smart move at least. 
but everybody's always talking about how much they love Ricky. But to me, I, I don't know. I was just I was a little surprised by it. like you would. I think you would celebrate it. Say, hey, we uh, we extended Ricky. He's been doing great. He's uh, been doing everything that we wanted. We expect him to be here when we win a World Series. That's I just I'm just surprised they didn't celebrate a little bit more. They uh, in response to prodding about that and why they didn't you know make this more of a celebration of commitment to them. They just reiterated time upon time again that this is their policy that they do not discuss uh, manager contracts, whether good or bad, in any situation, and not even for the idea of, you know, putting out a positive press turn for Rick Renneria, I guess. So uh, it's strange, uh, I will admit, but it is clearly the way they're doing things, and definitely not two days of being nagged about it. It's not going to change their mind. Did you see Ricky there? I did not. not. Uh, It's my understanding he was not present. Uh, James, I I cannot think of another manager – in any sport that had the secret extension, can you? Manager or head coach? Uh, I would, yeah, I'd be hard pressed. I, 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 other than another White Sox uh, manager, apparently that would be the possible uh, right. candidate to do that. I mean, at this point, we don't really know what the assistant coach's um, um, contract status is, other than Han indicated at the end of the season that they were all signed through 2019 already, so they didn't even have to negotiate any new extensions uh, to keep them on, which they intend to. And he said that the reason he didn't tell anybody is nobody asked him. Um, uh, so I'm going to ask you, has John Greenberg given you an, a three-year extension at The <laughs> Athletic? Um, I don't know what the contract said. I think I'm just uh, here until one day I'm told to leave. Uh, ho- hopefully at some time in a, you know, after the end of the rebuild. Oh, oh okay. We, we've been making calls to Greenberg about that so you can get a more locked-in deal for the great work you've been doing with the White Sox at the Athletic, James. So uh, don't worry. We don't we don't expect anything back from you. We're just doing it because we think you're great. <laughs> and with all apologies to Freddie Garcia, my favorite 34 in Sox history is Richard Dotson. Uh, is there any chance Bryce Harper will be wearing 34 for the Pale Hose next season? I could give you five minutes on Dotson because I love Dot. He's a great guy. Awesome, but, um, awesome. You know, I, I think there's a chance. I think they certainly have the, the room, the budget room to do it. I think that um, they have the will. They have, they have interest in him. I think that it's interesting being a rebuilding team and this kind of being just he's a long-term piece. It's not like they have to get a right fielder no matter what to, for opening day 2019 because they have immediate plans to contend. They can wait out the whole slow play of whatever you know Scott Boris usually does of extending negotiations into February or March just to get the number they're looking for, and it really doesn't change their view for 2019 at all. So that's kind of an interesting wrinkle. But I still think, just in terms of how many uh, you know prepared bidders there are, how many there are other major markets uh, like Philadelphia uh, who are both ready to contend and ready to spend, and uh, you know have a, a, a need for him, I think it's just more likely than not that he goes elsewhere just because it's just such a competitive uh, bidding. And they've kind of um, they've never really dominated this type of uh, forum before of, of landing major free agents. And they kind of have to sell, as they've said, uh, anybody on the future rather than the present. Uh, whereas, you know, Philly might be able to say, we want to win next year and we want to win for the next, you know, five to ten years while you're here. So just so everybody is caught up here, and I've been trying to, Figure this out exactly to the to the exact cent. But how much money do the White Sox have committed for 2019? Your math. Um, it's under 15 million at the moment. I mean, you can basically double that because it's all but you know confirmed that you know Abreu is going to get arbitration or they're going to reach some deal that around what his estimated R figure would be, which is around 15, 16 million dollars. And you know they've spoken like he's going to be there. But right, right. Obviously, they'll go up with other arbitration cases, but it, it's. It's, I believe, if it was the lowest like committed of anybody for next year for a while, I think it's down to second lowest, but it's under fifty million dollars. I mean, right now, if I'm wrong, I'll get a text about it pretty soon. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> well I, I, right now, before Jose is is locked in for with his official number, you've got Wellington at seven point two five million. You've got Nate Jones at four point six five. And you've got Tim Anderson at a, a million four. That's it as of today. Now, obviously, but so it rises up to fifty million. The point being, they really could sign both Machado and Harper and have the money to do it if they wanted to. And their and their payroll wouldn't even be that crazy. Just if you gave them, like, if you added eighty million on, you're at one thirty. That's nothing in today's baseball. Yeah, I mean that would probably be one of the higher ones they've run in the last 
that would probably be close to what their peak was the last time they were uh, running a win-now contender. Yeah, so definitely within the reasonable realm and, you know, within definitely within what you would expect them to run a payroll when they are contending, which would be, you know, hopefully they would push in the 150, 160 range. James, J.P. Morosi uh, wrote this week that the White Sox are looking hard at Patrick Corbin of the uh, D-backs and at uh, former Northwestern star J.A. Happ, who, of course, was a Blue Jay but spent uh, you know, a portion of this year with the Yankees. Do you see either one of those guys getting into Don Cooper's starting rotation? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they would both make sense, uh, although for different roles. I mean, they have two open rotation spots, and, you know, the type that you would cast in both is one guy is going to be someone you can think can contribute in the rotation for three to four seasons and thus, as a result, be a part of your contending so that's you know, Corbin. playoff rotation. That, that's Corbin. That would be Corbin, and then the half would fit the role of being kind of the, the innings-eating uh, good veteran presence uh, in the rotation that, you know, James Shields is filling out, but perhaps with a bit more trade upside for the middle of the season than, you know, that Shields had, who obviously stayed in, stayed in Chicago all year. Well, let's rewind back, by the way, to Bryce Harper, and apparently the Astros, Ken Rosenthal had a piece in The Athletic. Yeah, that, they were... That the Astros were trying to make a deal, and the Nationals eventually said no at the end from the ownership level. But that, that doesn't mean that Mike Rizzo and company didn't want to make the deal. But there was also a little nugget in there, right, that that Avi Garcia was a part of a deal for Bryce Harper, James, right? Yeah, uh, Ken reported that uh, they had a they talked about you know trading Francis Martis, who's uh, undergoing here just recently underwent Tommy John surgery. Uh, for Avi, who uh, results in the Astros backing out because Avi's knee has, was what it was at the time, and thus he wasn't probably going to be very helpful. Martis is a guy that the White Sox were interested in during the Chris Sale, during the Jose Quintana, uh, you know, trade negotiations, and you know the Astros are a bit, a lot more uh, holding tight to him back then, and so there was somebody that was someone they were still targeting, even knowing that he was hurt and would need to go basically miss this year, and. Obviously, with him being hurt, the Astros apparently were, uh, you know, a bit more willing to put him on the table, which is kind of a similar situation with, you know, trading J.B. Bukowskis for, for uh, Harper. I'm sure the fact that he was dealing with a back condition all this year made him a lot, all of a sudden, more willing to part with a first-round pick. And I, I wonder how, you know, beneficial it is to making trades that you're constantly just trying to ship off, you know, injured prospects and somebody. It seems like it might make make it hard to finish some deals. James Fegan from The Athletic, who knows more about the White Sox minor league system than Rick Hahn, is visiting with that to Carmenite. This is White oh, Sox Weekly. Well, that's true. I'm just going to come out and say it. Um, so there was a major award presented to a White Sox player this week. The Silver Slugger went to the 79 dog, Jose Abreu. This is his last year where he's arbitration eligible. I, I know the question has been posed to you before, James, but... This is a guy that, you know, best numbers offensively of any first baseman. Uh, do you see the Sox moving Jose Abreu? Uh, no, not really at this stage. I mean, I think just with his numbers on the decline from where it's been at his peak and the fact that he dealt with some kind of weird injuries this year and kind of when you're remaining, I, I think that they see him so much as a uh, – I think it was much more realistic maybe what it would happen the offseason before this past one where – He's coming off a career season and has two years of control left and maybe could pull in something that's like a game-changing return that really helps the rebuild, whereas now it's just kind of, you know, trading for the sake of trading him for like, you know, maybe a, a lottery ticket power arm in the, in the bullpen. And I don't really think that's necessarily the motivator to, to move somebody that they see as a, a franchise cornerstone like him. I think it's more likely to see him come back for a one- or two-year deal after this year because they don't really have any first-base prospects immediately pushing him out, then I would see him getting traded for like a small deal right now. Uh, it was kind of weird to see him make the all-star team and uh, you know, Silver Slugger for such a difficult year where he went through a, such an awful slump and then got injured at the end. It was kind of like the, the training day Oscar for Denzel Washington for, for Jose Brave. <laughs> Tra- that, that's by far Denzel's best movie. <laughs> I think there have been some others. Uh, flight, he's very good in flight, but tr- tr- come on, Training Day is no, Denzel's no, best I, work. I, let's go, let's go, old school, yeah. best supporting actor, and let's bring out Glory, one of the more underrated Denzel roles. Ever see it, James? I've seen Glory. I think I've always said that Jose Brady's 2014 season was basically Denzel and Malcolm X, so I'll stick to that. Okay, well, not a, not a good ending. <laughs> 
not at all. Hey, hey uh, James, before you go here, what biggest highlight from the GM meetings that we haven't discussed here that perhaps uh, you want to get out there that you witnessed or learned about that uh, interested you? Huh, biggest highlight. Um, I have, like, such a weird, like, nerdy, like, takeaways, like their attitude on framing and how they think they can teach guys how to pitch frame or the fact that they think Carlos Rodon is going to be stronger in year two after soldier surgery. And um, they definitely were very adamant that they feel like Zach Birdie was, uh, you know, better in his rehab, uh, progressing better in his rehab that you might take away from, you know, his velocity reports or his numbers in uh, in the minors this year. So they're very confident about him being in the bullpen next season. There's lots of the little, like, little strange, little interesting tidbits that I, I tried to detail in my, my last piece about it that have take away more than a larger, clear they're going to sign huge free agents uh, mandate. All right. Before we let you go, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. We just visited with Matt Davidson for about 15 minutes, and uh, he asked us to uh, put a survey out there. Should Matt Davidson keep his hair the blonde that it is, the natural blonde, or should he bleach it bright white? Bright white would be a callback to what the like AJ and Bobby Jenks did in 2008, yep. which was the last time the White Sox made the playoffs. So. As much as it would probably look pretty ghastly, it does have some, you know, positive, you know, positive, uh, you know, vibrations from from White Sox history there. So maybe you should go with it. I think you got to go all in. It's just it, no sense sitting on the fence at this point. Make the move. We'll see what he does. James, appreciate you as always. Thanks for jumping on White Sox Weekly. All right, thanks for having me. James Vegan, the Athletic, with us here on 720 WGN. Love James Vegan. Does great work. Check him out in The Athletic. All right. Ever dream, Harry, of being a White Sox player? Now's your chance. You can attend the Chicago White Sox Fantasy Camp in Glendale, Arizona, January 13th to the 19th. You'll be treated like a pro. Camp info. Call 623-302-5002, or you can sign up via whitesox.com. We're going to come on back here, wrap up White Sox Weekly, get you into the beat as we're with you till 9 o'clock tonight. That is Super Agent Scott Boris talking about Bryce Harper being a Chicago White Sox. Mm-hmm. We shall see. Could uh, happen. Well, let me uh, let me let me give. I'm assuming Bryce is listening to the show right now. Yes. All right. Let me. Let me I think he listens to the podcast that Dan Long puts up. Okay. Okay. Maybe he does that. Either way, this is this is uh, this is for Bryce to digest. The Chicago White Sox are going to be the next team in Chicago to win a championship. The White Sox are better set up with the financial flexibility that they have and the amount of talent coming than any other team in the city. The the Cubs are in a great position right now. But they're tapped out financially, and they have bad contracts for both you, Darvish, and Jason Hayward, as you're looking at me like I'm crazy right now, okay? I, I, no, I, I, I finished making your uh, statement. So, so okay. Now, well, just as far as you look at the city, the Chicago Bulls are, are battling to get into no man's land. It would be a, an accomplishment to get into the middle. Right. Probably the same right now for the Blackhawks, who are... Rough week. We'll, we'll talk about Coach Q on the beat coming right. up at 8. It is, it is a, a transitional time for the Hawks. Okay. And now, the only other candidate... Yeah, happens to be in first place in their division. That's correct. But... They, there's, there's the Rams and the Saints and the Vikings, and you're going to talk about those guys? Yes, and the fact that uh, you're betting on... The most important thing in the NFL is the quarterback. And to me, it's very obvious that Mitchell Trubisky is not elite. I think he's I think he can be a very credible quarterback. I'm not don't go crazy, Trubisky fans out there. I think he could be fine. I think he can be number fifteen in the league to twenty two, or maybe even you know, in a miracle he could get up to like maybe the twelfth best quarterback. But he's I don't think I think it's proven to me at least that he's never going to be elite. And if you don't have that, hard for me to forecast that the Bears are going to be winning a Super Bowl, let alone multiple Super Bowls. However, with the White Sox, you have got 
a plethora of pitching talent. Yeah. You've got a plethora of hitting talent. You've got financial flexibility. You are you and if I'm Bryce Harper, I add myself into the mix and I think, you know what? That is a place that I would like to bet on and being in a phenomenal city and doing something incredibly special. That's my sales pitch to Bryce Harper. Well, I, I, I agree with that. I will say this. When the Bears went to the Super Bowl 41, Rex Grossman was a passenger. Yeah, and, and, they, and the Ravens and, did it with Trent Dilfer at quarterback. Right. That's fine. You want to bet on that? Cool. But the, there's more cases of all these bad quarterbacks. It didn't happen. And by the mm-hmm. way, the Bears lost in 06, so who cares? Well, let's let's get a win tomorrow. Let's just start with that. Be- become an official member of the White Sox today by joining the freewhitesox.com blacklist. Get breaking news, the latest videos, special ticket offers, and more delivered right to your inbox. Visit whitesox.com slash blacklist to register today. An informal poll as we close out White Sox Weekly, which is sponsored by C.J. Wilson, Mazda, and ZoomZoomNation.com. Matt Davidson. You want to do that one? Yeah, that's. Uh, I've already tweeted it out. We're already getting votes, including Matt Davidson, who said bleach it. Okay. Uh, sponsored by C.J. Wilson Mazda, ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. Should Matt Davidson bleach his hair bright white, a la the World Series champion White Sox in 05, or should he leave it its natural blonde? Hey, Tweet Harry is where it's at. At the Carm and I have an hour of the beat coming up. Earl Bennett, former Bear, former wide receiver, will join us right after 8 o'clock to preview the Bears and the Lions. Straight ahead on 720 WGN. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.